This is the MFG Cast. Hey guys, Kurt here. And Paige. And it is the Red Infection Cube, D. Wyatt. <laughs> and Red is the worst. No, I'm just kidding. You're the best. Love you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be talking, we're continuing our spotlight spectacular on Pandemic. Um, this is our final one where we talk about Pandemic Legacy Seasons 1 and a little bit of 2. It's going to just, we're just going to focus on it. So, hey, you know what? You know what you're getting into. If we're going to be talking about Pandemic Legacy Season 1 and 2, and we have a thing and we have a episode devoted to it, you know there's going to be spoilers. So, be warned. You're going to be spoiled. I'm going to be spoiled because guess what? Here's a spoiler for you. I haven't finished Season 1 yet, but you know what? I don't care. Because by the time (laughs) we're done talking about this and I hit end, and I hit done. I will f- have forgotten everything we've talking about. We've talked about because that's how bad my memory is. But it, it's okay. It's also I think like season two has been out for almost a year now. Yeah. So pretty much at this point, it's not spoilers anymore. This is just a look. You're probably never going to do it. We're just giving you some inside info. Yeah, exactly. And season one came out in 2015, so it's been a while. So you know what? We're we're, we're past that whole thing. But. Uh, of course, we're going to be talking about Pandemic Legacy because it's one of the uh, season one and two are one of the two highest rated games on Board Game Geek. It's uh, I'm not going to speak for the other two, my other two co-hosts, but it's probably one of the best things for board gaming. I think Legacy itself and how they how it played out in Pandemic. It's just I don't know. To me, it's just awesome, and I'm kind of glad to talk about it. So. Well, with how you were talking about its rating on uh, Board Game Geek, I think it's a little something interesting to talk about first, mainly because I cannot think of a game that was so heavily divided about its like fast track to the top. You know, nothing before in BGG had so much controversy where it's like tons of people rating it tens, and then people rating it one, going, "It doesn't deserve to be there. I'm giving it a one," which I mean, that's nuts in my eyes (laughs) and the fact that it still climbed despite all those ones is insane yeah Yeah. and and it's like it's funny though it's like all the people that were giving it a one like you know and they're like oh these people didn't play it enough and it it didn't have enough time to be at the top of the chart well the people that gave it tens can always go back and lower those too you know it's like (laughs) do do you think anyone that gave it a one was like just chose one other bgg user and they're like I'm watching you, Frasco983. I'm not going to change my one until you change your 10. You know, it's like... <laughs> and a lot of the ones are people who didn't play it. They just felt that it shouldn't be climbing so fast. And it was like, well, I haven't played it, so I'm going to rate it a one. It's like, well, you're kind of... It's sort of hypocritical to do that. 
Yeah. It's like, it's like people watching the the new uh, slate of Star Wars movies and being like, oh, I hated I hated The Last Jedi. It was stupid. Well, what, did, what didn't you like about it? Well, I didn't see it, but it was dumb. You know, it's like, come on, people. And yeah. do you think any of those people were also that mad about, like, terraforming Mars getting no, number five or, you know, Star Wars Rebellion getting number six? Do you think they were as equally enraged and pissed off about that, too? Or <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> But Luke, he's awesome. So, <laughs> I still hate Star Wars. So anyway. <laughs> oh, we can't be friends anymore. Sorry. I know. That's what a lot of people say. That's how I make sure no one talks to me if I don't want to. So, <laughs> Oh, are you sure that's the only thing, Dan? Are you sure? <laughs> hey, look, I got a pocket full of insults. If you want me to let loose, I'll do it. <laughs> There's no depth to my shallowness. Um... <laughs> All right, so outside of its like you know meteoric success and all that with the uh, the BGG ranking and everything, one other thing to take note is the game has twenty five almost twenty five thousand uh, ratings, right? Oh, sorry, actually no 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 that's the uh, let's see let's just yeah that's actually it. The number of voters is twenty four thousand five hundred fifty four as the time of this recording. I mean that is a lot of people that took time to get on BGG to note about this game. And I think it's pretty well warranted, you know? It was like... I would say it's kind of like the groundbreaker in the whole, like, legacy concept, you know, like, for board games anyway. It introduced a, a few new things and stuff like that, but uh, I guess, like, the... You know, one thing I would love to get into is, like... And just let everyone know, this is where it starts. So if you don't want to know, you got three, two, one. Now it sucks to be you. How did you guys, like feel about the early changes that happened in the season like when you realized okay this is what they're doing differently in pandemic you know namely with the whole like uh the coda no longer can be cured virus like how did that do you feel like that was like a huge change did you feel like it was a very small change like how did you guys get into that whole legacy vibe off of this yeah so my first game i had no idea what was going on because one of my dossier sticker sheets was printed 90 degrees so we open this <laughs> so we're opening these things and i'm like we only get half a sticker what the hell is going on <laughs> so like for for the first one we like went through i think it was a card that gave you the coda right mm-hmm. so we did that and then we're like oh well this is this is new like this is not what we were because we were just kind of getting through our pandemic phase we're like okay we'll see if this changes it up that much um and we got through the first game and we're like oh this is incredibly i want to know how we're going to deal with this and then we started opening these this dossier sheet and all the stickers are sideways like do we have to open another dossier and get another half of this sticker (laughs) oh my god the whole thing uh, so it ended up being one sheet. We figured out that it was just printed 90 degrees and all the pre-cut stuff was 90 degrees sideways. Oh, so you had to go and recut everything? So, so what we did was we pulled, like, you know how the dossier has a cover sheet that's serrated and you pull that piece off and the sticker's supposed to be right there? Yeah. So we had to, like, dig under the dossier and pull the rest of the sticker out. thank god it was only one sheet but um the night we 
uh, first played it, we played four games in a row and just dealt with it. I got a hold of Z-Man. They sent out another dossier by the next time we played. So it was, oh, cool. it was amazing, cool. but it was just hysterical. I'm like looking at things and I'm like, why do you only get a part of a sticker sheet? This doesn't make any <laughs> sense. They're making it really just... difficult on you. Yeah. <laughs> I was picturing in my head that the card was cut where you have an objective like each player must within three turns, if not <laughs> completed. And you're like, what? It's like <laughs> It's no. like it's what like us trying to talk for? through hangouts. Uh, what? Uh, what? Uh, 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 oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, did Verizon make this mission? What the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> Pandemic Legacy Season One, oh, sponsored gosh. by Verizon. Yeah. No, I remember when we first got that CODA. I was like, oh shit! I, it, like, it's already like. I'm sorry. If you think pandemic, the original pandemic is easy, well, good for you. I don't ever think it's like that easy, really. But when you when I first saw that, I'm like, oh boy, we're we're in for a ride here, because you know it's already hard enough to try to you know cure a couple of diseases, but when you've got one that's incurable, then that's tough. Yeah, uh, agreed. Yeah. Um. So like I mentioned him a few times before, my buddy George Z who was like the pandemic guy of our group, when we first broke out the board, he was like, oh, this is going to be easier. And we're like, oh, what do you mean? And he noted that there was like three flight paths that's on the uh, legacy board that doesn't exist on the regular pandemic board. Wow, he plays it way too much because I didn't even notice that. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, he's like, oh, this is... And he's like, and then he looked and he saw that there was only like the five starting rolls and he goes... Okay, you know, there's none of the other expansion guys, so I guess that's the balance. And we're like, all right, cool. He said it's gonna be easier. And then like after the first month, he's like, oh, oh no, this is bad. This this isn't good. Like we're not gonna be able to do this without these people. And we're like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, like you're the guy that knows what he's doing. You can't tell us we can't do this. <laughs> it's like it's like going into like it's like going into like your like war movie or something like that and you've got your captain like oh we're gonna slay him and we're gonna take him out and then he gets shot in the head and everyone's like oh shit yeah (laughs) they're attacking from where (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah it's like we you know so that was like a little bit of a mix-up for us and the one thing that we did enjoy though was the uh the unlocking of characters as the story goes on because we thought we weren't going to see anyone else so that like threw us for a loop and that that was like one of those things that was a little groundbreaking that was really fun for us. Like what was like some of your favorite like twists or things that you didn't expect? I'd say that's probably up there for me. And so when I played pandemic, I never played any of the expansions on anything. So to me, everything that was introduced in the game was fairly new in my eyes because having gone back, I've, uh heard that a lot of the there's things here and there from expansions that kind of get thrown in and that sort of built up the legacy aspect of it is that accurate yeah i would say so yeah like um because i know off a of base pandemic there was a few things that was a little different for me too okay because uh yeah because i only played like i always played pandemic on the app i never invested in any of the expansions really oh right so I I didn't know what I was in for at all because I'd never played any of the expansions or anything and having the you know the the military bases and the oh what was the what were the orange ones 
Oh, that's towards yeah, the end, uh, the factories? Yeah, like having those added in, just it adds something else. I, I really like the military. That was a cool um, bit of help. I, I, I guess it was mid, mid-campaign. That's yeah, the like they campaign. start jumping in. Like I think even like maybe around April or so. Yeah. Like April, May, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I even li- like the uh, the upgrades and the scars because, like, you know, when you got upgrades, it was like, oh, this is, you know, it's kind of neat to have that little thing. But then when you got those scars, too, is like the one thing I don't like about these kind of games is like with like those scars, like pretty little itty bitty writing. You can barely see it, you know, and you're like, so you're like, oh, here's my scar. I'll never remember that, you know, so like every once in a while, you know, I played this with Tracy and Tracy would be like, um, isn't that, you're not supposed to do that. Right. I'm like, Oh, Oh yeah, that's right. I'm not supposed to do that. You know, it's just, it was still cool because you know, it's like the scars really like, you know, make things a lot harder for whoever, you know, what, you know, whatever person that you have them on and depending upon what, you know, what their ability is, it could kind of, you know, really screw things up, you know, but I like that it kind of gave you a little bit of help along the way too with the upgrades because man, some of that stuff can just get so, so convoluted and so harsh on you if you don't have a little bit of help. Yeah. One thing, uh, one thing I love with the scars is um, later on in the game, a new action gets introduced, self-sacrifice, where you can choose to skip the uh, infect step, like where you draw the cards for the cities. But you have to take a scar if you take that action. Mm-hmm. So I do love the notion of like I'm putting one foot in the grave to save everybody. Mm-hmm. I am a goddamn hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think another, I think, an, yeah, no <laughs> right? kidding. And I think another thing that really like hit at home too is like the fact that you're trying to play this 12 month game where you can play it into 12 sessions if you're lucky, which good on you if you are. Or 24 if you're not. (laughs) (laughs) And um, also the fact that, you know, going through this, you you make these characters, you write names on it, you're kind of invested and you don't you kind of realize towards, you know, as you're going, you're like, I I like this guy. I like this girl. I don't want them to die. They could die. And then I don't have this person anymore. You know, so it's like it really hits home. It's like, holy shit, it really is do or die in this game. Did you have like your favorite person like that was your character? Oh yeah, well, I've only I only played the one character, thank God, and I've only and I haven't died yet. But I liked my character, you know, and I just I didn't want my guy to die. And plus, he had a cool t- cool name too. What was his name? Doctor McStuffins or something like that? I think that was <laughs> I think that was his name. And then Tracy's is uh, Virginia Slims because you know you can't okay. go cannot go with that. So. But based on the fact that your character was Dr. McStuffin, it would have been great if her character's name was like Nicole Mick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like, uh, <laughs> what about you, Paige? Did you have like your top character? Like, you know, do you like yeah. that one class? Yeah, I had uh, I had the medic. As soon as it opened up, I was like, "Yep, yeah, nope, that he's mine," <laughs> and I played him, <laughs> and I played him the rest of the game, and. Um, this actually reminds me of one of the other big things about uh, the game is oh, later on in the year. I don't know if Kurt <laughs> has gotten this far yet, but when you pull up the card that 
kills somebody for the ability they have. Yep. And it blew me away. That was one of the things that blew me away. It was like, oh my god, this has been so good for so long, and now this person is just dead. It was it ended up being my the other person I was playing with, their character who had that uh, upgrade. <sighs> so, like, we were a, a great tandem. He had the researcher and i was the medic and we were playing through and we lost our researcher and it just made everything so much harder it was (laughs) insane but it was like one of those things where it was like the game just knows that this ability is so good they have to get rid of this character eventually like it, it was that was something um design wise that i just it was you know jaw dropping for me that's how you fix a broken ability yeah. Make it dead forever. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, in our game, me and Kim actually switched our characters a lot, but our buddies George and Ed, um, they stuck to the medic. And who was the person that can pass the cards freely? Like, he's basically almost like the information broker. Um, like, the not the d- dispatcher or something like that? Dispatcher, yeah. Yeah, so they stuck to those guys like crazy. Like, very rarely did they... No, it wasn't the dispatcher, because I have the dispatcher in front of me, and that's the person that can move any player's pawn. That's who I was in. Okay. Yep, yep, because that's it. Tracy was the dispatcher, and I was the medic. All right, so now one of the things that we did in our game was uh, to really set that legacy vibe. You know how there's the generalist who they they get five actions, and they have no special ability, but they can have up to, like, four perks or something like that? Yeah. So what we did in our game was I played her the first game and I we you know it was our first time playing the legacy. We didn't know that more perks would become available. And I'm like, I don't want to be a greedy slob and take all of them because then they don't have anything. So I had it where that character died off. And then I cut out her picture and I put it on like to the uh the transport specialist or whatever it is again, the uh, dispatcher. And I'm like, yeah, it's basically that this girl found her like, you know, found her crushed beneath rubble. And stole her identity because she wants to save her family. So, it's like, <laughs> so, so I had this whole hidden background. And then when we got to the part when there was the traitor, I'm like, holy shit. Tell me it's going to be me. Tell me the- it's like, fools, I was playing you from the start. You know, but uh, no, somebody that wasn't actively in the game at the time. It's like, it's like, it's, it's like a pandemic legacy version of Face Off the movie. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I yeah. shall become him. <laughs> No, like so, Kurt. How far did you get to make it in your season so far? Uh, we're we're not as far as I thought would be. Let's see. <laughs> Kurt's like we're up to March. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, we are in. Let's see. We're gonna be starting. No, we're gonna be starting June. Because we wow. we right. won three in a row. Right. We won March, April, and May, and now we're going to June. Nice. All right, so for the rest of this episode, I think Kurt should actually break out his copy and start playing. Yeah, Try to outrace the spoilers, Kurt. Try to outrace them. I told yeah. you, I will forget everything. It will not matter. Well, um, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Until I edit it, and then I'll be like, ah, yeah. oh, son of a bitch. So, like, I mean, as far as, like, anything groundbreaking, though, like, you know, they introduced, uh, like, search parties. That, like, that new thing that you can do where you can start searching for people. You know, yeah. it was it was... You know, like, it was a cool idea. It was something new. It wasn't, like, necessarily groundbreaking for gameplay, but it was an interesting twist, and it was another little objective to go for. It was, like, a reason to 
play a little differently because they gave you rewards of additional characters and things like that. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, another thing that I liked was uh, the roadblocks, and you were able to keep um, keep disease and the people from spreading. And, yeah, the and, faded. Yeah, I, I really liked that um, that aspect. But then at the same time, it was permanent, so I was like, oh, geez, do we want to block this forever? <laughs> Well, don't forget, the roadblocks were only um, during that that month unless you chose, like, that permanent upgrade. Oh, yeah. Where we you can chose the on. permanent upgrades. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, it's like, and that's the thing, too. Like, the roadblocks are something I would actually love to see in normal Pandemic. Like, I don't know if they're in, the, in one of the expansions, maybe, or not. But I like that idea of, like, oh, yeah, you can contain this. I mean, it's going to suck for you if you want to go over there for any reason. But, you know, I mean, hey, if you don't have to go there, then you're fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, you know? We ended up with one road in and out of Ground Zero, which was somewhere in the red uh, area. Now, that's the biggest thing about this game. Like, what color and like you know is your D, uh, like CODA disease and where it all starts is a big thing for this game. Yeah. Like, how was it for oh, you yeah. guys? Like, what? Where was your like? This is where it all began. Ours started in the yellow, and uh, I think it was Mexico City where it started, actually. So is that, like, one of the cities with, like, five connections or, like, three? Um, I think it's five. Yeah. Yeah. So bad news bears right there. How about you, Paige? Was it, like, a very well-connected city, or was it somewhere, like, limited access? Um, I think it was... Uh, it was pretty accessible. I can't remember exactly. I looked for my board earlier so I could at least remind myself of things on there, but I can't. I can't remember. But it was like smack dab in the middle of the red, like, like Taipei or Hong Kong or something. Mm, a little farther east. Just start naming Osaka. Off I'll get. Yep, that's where it was. Nice. Yep. So technically, it's that's not that bad because it's only. It's only connected to two other cities. Yeah, see, things like that change it up a lot. Like, um, I was in a boat like you, Kurt. Like, our starting area was, like, I think near Istanbul. So it had, like, four or five connectors, and we're like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like wow, it's going to... You can hit blue and, and red cubes just as easy, huh? That's <laughs> not fun. <laughs> yeah. Now, one of the things I really enjoyed is like the first time we opened up those faded characters, those little, those little, uh, uh, like see through ish almost. Yeah, like see through like guys. That I mean, ghastly green mini. Yeah, thing. exactly. It just, it just, they just looked gross. It looked like when, uh, if anybody saw X Men, was it X Men or X Two? X Two, I think, is when the the guy that's that's the um, uh, senator or whatever, and he. He gets hit by that. Uh, uh, well, fuck. Never mind. Uh, let's just keep going. Um, but no, the I just. Of, they're the kind of green that the people look like when they disintegrate, when they get hit in uh, Independence Day. Like yeah, yeah. Ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, oh, it's just gross. It's like, it's like if someone was made out of the blob or something like that, you know. I do think I want to keep a handful of them to use, like, as my Agricola family or something, though. <laughs> like, keep, like, six or seven on the side. 
It's like, don't worry. I'm, don't think of it so much as I'm taking your spot. Think of it as and I'm just spreading. You know. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to pay, if you want to get that wood, you have to take a scar. <laughs> like, um, no, that was like the other thing I thought was interesting too. Like the way the scars worked, like how faded actually attacked the people and things like that. Like if you ended in a faded city, you know. Yeah. Uh, that was always horrific. Yeah, they were nasty, nasty. Yeah. Now. The the biggest thing for this one is um, you know, and uh, this this is fun because we actually get to ruin this for Kurt. At the end of the game, it takes a massive swing. It definitely breaks out of the every month like oh cure the disease, cure the disease. It's like towards the end it goes yeah yeah that's not what's important anymore. You got yeah. bigger fish to fry. Take care of this now. Who cares? Yeah yeah for sure. Who cares about everybody dying? Everybody's gonna be dead anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's like it's like. Look, I know it's great that you want to help out with malaria, but right now cancer is airborne and contagious, so you need to get on that. Yeah. <laughs> also, find Dave. He's a douche. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, I locked my keys in the office. Can you go get them for yeah. me? <laughs> They're back in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. So here's here's the thing, uh, and I can't wait to see how you handle it, Kurt, because. Uh, Later on, you are going to notice a massive shift in how the game flow goes. And you have to rewire your brain on your priorities. Because for the last, from 10 to 20 games, based on how well you did, you're always going for these like same two things. And now it's like, yeah, well, don't worry about that stuff. You'll be fine. <laughs> it's like, oh, by the way, uh, you'll still lose if these things happen. But you don't have to take care of them anymore. Yeah. And you're like... Uh. <laughs> yeah well don't worry i'm not expecting to win this game i mean come on <laughs> let's be honest uh that well like that's the one thing i kind of dig about this like i can't i can't imagine uh for all the people that like know like pandemic is easy pandemic is easy i want to know what their best scoring in, in this game is and i mean legitimately like mm-hmm. i want to watch them play no cheating no take backsies mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, no, no rearranging the rules because they think it's the right way. Yeah, I find that uh, with the two players in this, it was a little bit—I'm um, not going to say easier, but I think it was more convenient because you were only spreading the deck uh, between two players rather than four, so there was less um, sort of planning to get cards to do the research and everything, and I, and I found that that was a big advantage for our two-player game of it uh how how did you find the research though like did you ever have times where just you couldn't get the five cards like you have two red two blue two yellow and then you draw like a black and a, a red and you're like awesome no like so what we found with a couple of our games is because you can there was a few months where you could choose your objectives right because you only had so many objectives per round and you yeah of... like you have to there's four of them but you only have to do three yeah but one so, of them is always getting those cures yeah i never found it completely difficult uh, like we never had a big issue with like getting the card colors we needed because with two players we could kind of keep track of how many of each color we'd gone through so we go, okay, I've got three yellow right now, so I'm going for yellow. And we don't mind top decking a little bit because okay. we didn't, you know, we weren't concerned because we knew we had only two of us to split and, and, and do that sort of thing. So 
it was it was, i found it a bit convenient at two one thing that i absolutely loved in this game was with the relationships that you can create between characters yeah you could i found the two player option becomes a lot better especially like so there's one that it's like i think it's um rivals and it's that whenever that your rival discards a card you can discard two cards to pick that card up yeah and that becomes really useful for like things like researching cures or especially if you graft equipment onto a color card where it's like they play that yellow card to like you know like remove two disease cubes or something and you're like i'll pick up that yellow card right now like yeah that was that was a great balance for the two-player game i felt yeah i i I don't remember what our relationships were but um we had we definitely took advantage of our relationships um i remember that we had actually had a i think it was august maybe there was nothing big in august right yeah i don't think so yeah so we completed all our objectives in august by the end of round three because we had just like we had just picked the right cards we had the right abilities at the right time and it was just um it was one of those things that just gave you confidence you're like oh that was that was good all right and then september hits and you're like okay well fuck this (laughs) just kidding but by the way kurt if uh if there's any way you can go back to two minutes ago and isolate the sound clip of Paige saying yeah we definitely took advantage of our relationships and uh let me use that to blackmail him for the future that would be great (laughs) what would you say is your greatest strength you're like oh i'm a team player are you now and they just play a little audio where did you get that i think we both know (laughs) kurt dan said it too can you do the same for me yeah (laughs) kurt's looking to make a lot of money tonight yeah yeah exactly I'll give you a fair warning, friend. It's hard to crush the ambitions of a man who has no dreams. <laughs> okay. All right. Touche. All right. So, um, now, like, one of the other things, too, is I don't know if you had the same snafu as we did, Paige, but at the end in November, uh, I told Kurt about this before. There's a card that notes if you did not open box, uh, box six or seven, do that now. And the card should have read if you didn't open boxes six and seven. Okay. Because that's the thing that gives you the factories to be able to beat the game at the end. I think we already had the factories. Okay. Because we didn't, and we were like, well, we opened box six, so I guess we don't get to. And then next month, it's like, you must eradicate the disease. And we're like, we can't eradicate anything. Yeah, and and then we looked on BGG and people were like, yeah, this thing is kind of misprinted and uh, not very well. And we're like, son of a bitch! Like, so we lost two months of working oh. towards our goal. That was horrific. Yeah, we didn't. After March, we never lost again. Holy shit! Yeah, we did fifteen games, so we did a lose win, lose win, lose win from January to March, and then we cleared the board every. It was insane. I would say put that on your resume because that's pretty damn good. <laughs> you need no that kidding. on your CV immediately. I will yeah. add that in tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And it just goes to show you with like games and stuff like that. Like you said, 
one word screwed up a game for lots of people. So just imagine, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just to me, like put, having a legacy game like this, like any legacy game to begin with, like I know that Rob Davio has like his name on like half of them or 75% of them, but like you really have to be on your game to get everything correctly. Otherwise it could really screw people up. Like even like I'm going to go off on just a small tangent, but like, even if you're reading these instructions and your interpretation of it is different than everybody else's, you could really screw up the game for yourself. Oh yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> Look uh, at sixth image. <laughs> so when we did January, we had to start over and reset everything. Luckily we didn't stick any stickers on the board yet because we didn't realize that the wording on the back of the card where it said stop was stop flip this over before you start january so we never flipped that card (laughs) so we're just like okay i guess we play regular pandemic and then (laughs) and then at the end of the game we're like well we still haven't flipped this card oh shit (laughs) but it still says stop (laughs) i thought it was gonna change (laughs) but uh, yeah it was just something that never registered for us or we thought we had to do it after the game or it said don't flip until you're instructed i i don't remember exactly what it said but we misread it and thought we weren't supposed to do it until the game started and we were prompted to and then we weren't prompted and we're like what the hell is going on but luckily we were we were able to uh reset and just played it as a regular game of pandemic and then we went from there and we're off to the races from that now, like now, Kurt. Even though uh, I know you're only up to June so far, have you like with the uh, you know introduction of the faded and all that other stuff? Did like you know it's it's pretty clear they're zombies. You know by the fact it's like oh their skin is turning pale and they're attacking okay. people and biting people for no reason. You're like, okay. Like, did you like did that ruin it for you at all? Like, did that bother you? Because I know like a lot of people. We're kind of like, uh, zombies and pandemic, what I always wanted. Like, did that leave a bad taste in your mouth or anything? No, actually, I didn't. I didn't, you know, like, obviously, zombies, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't treat that as that. I just treated, treated it as, like, a like a different thing. You know, like, oh, the, these, these infected are infected with this disease that cannot be cured. And we're just going to have to, you know, avoid them at all costs if we can. You know, and I don't know. I just, I treated it as like, like a different, like a new story. Like, you know, it's like, okay, so this, this yellow, uh, yellow disease is untreatable. This is what they have, you know, and we didn't name the disease, but it was like, that's what they're infected with. And, you know, it's just something that we just have to deal with now and try to try to save everybody else while at the same time trying to avoid this whole thing over here kind of thing. So you didn't call them Zeds or anything like that? <laughs> no, just, uh... I didn't. No. <laughs> no, exactly. You know, the biggest the biggest thing with this game was how at the end it changes objective and it changes goal. And, you know, it kind of like breaks free of the standard pandemic for like those last like, you know, two to four plays based on how good it goes for you. For us, it was four. <laughs> it didn't go well. Um, but just like overall, like uh, so, so far, like how long have you been playing this uh, season one? Like how long has it taken you to get to June? Oh, jeez. You know what? Let's see. Because you're supposed to write it down, and we did like good little children. Let's see. Um, it took us five months to get to June. 
So you're almost playing it like in real time then. Like every month you do one of the months again, right? <laughs> yeah, that almost seems like it. That was actually our goal in the beginning. We didn't quite get that good with it. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Like, no, no. I am Of way last off. year? <laughs> I'm way off. Yep, so let's see. Uh, take, take. Uh, let's see, minus two, carry the one, uh, plus five. Um, let's see, eight. Uh, actually, it took uh, 16 months. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> we have slowed down time. Yes, the good exactly. news is, Pandemic Legacy Season Four should just be about wrapping up by the time you get done. So that's not yeah. bad. Yeah. Well, it doesn't help that in between you probably we probably went to Gen Con and bought games, and you know sometimes you just go, oh, this is fun, and then you forget like, oh, we should still be playing this game. You know? <laughs> I was gonna say you had two winters. <laughs> you, had, you had multiple holiday seasons. Passed. Yeah, but. Just think of how many games were in between those two winters. Paige, how many? Their game. Hold on. Their game has gone on long enough that people have met, got to know each other, started dating, spent holidays together, started fighting, fell out of love, and left each other. And he's still not even through. He just made it only halfway through the game. Did I mention that we're Highlanders? Did I mention that? You can have a child that's almost one by now. Right? (laughs) There are people in this earth today that weren't even conceived when he started this. (laughs) I like that. I like this. That makes that game one hell of a story. I I like to take my time and make it worth my money. Thank you very much. Well, I'm glad you're getting every penny out of that one, man. Uh, like, how about you, you're Paige? A guy like, how long did it take you? You're on a golf course, aren't you? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I want to make this worth it. <laughs> Got to get as many swings in as possible. <laughs> <laughs> My cost per swing is pennies. Yeah. <laughs> so, how about you, Paige? Like, how long did it take you to play through the uh, the year? Uh, so, I got it for Christmas. In 2015, our first game was New Year's Eve, and we were done before March. And it was all right. So, like, so you powered through that one? Oh yeah, our first, our like our New Year's was four four games. The next week, we got our dossier replaced. The next week, we played another three, and then. It was just two, 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 and then, like, so it it may not even have, it may have barely been February. It's, I I don't have my rule book in front of me. But. Damn. So basically, Paige handled that like we did Charterstone, Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta play that. Yeah. Yes, so for do. us, yes, you do. Here's a here's a spoiler within the spoilers. Jamie Stegmeyer is going to be on soon. And we are going to be discussing all good things of Charterstone. Um, Gosh. <laughs> yeah, so... I'm going to be so our, that night so I don't spoil it. <laughs> right? So. Uh, so for us, our total play was like about six months. And, you know, like, because we didn't get to get together with our Jersey group as often. But it yeah. wasn't too bad. Like, every time we got together, we're like, let's do another month. Let's, and it took us 18 games because we didn't do too good sometimes. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah. We didn't have Paige on our team, which was obviously our downfall. <laughs> yeah. Well, plus it helps. It, plus it helps, too, if you have a gaming group that's really into playing playing that out and stuff like that. You know, with, with me and Tracy, you know, 
some you know just sometimes just real life gets in the way so you you know unfortunately you can't just yeah. keep playing and playing and playing like we had we had very good luck in when we got when Dan was nice enough to send us Charterstone because he likes it so much um we were able to just continue to play and play and play and play and finish the game which is cool because like you know it's it's nice to be able cuz like I can't even tell you how many games that I've played 12 times you know i mean really if you think about it there's only a handful of games that i've probably played you know more than a handful of times because it's just like i love those games but i'm not gonna constantly play them and play them and play them and play them you know it'll kind of spread out over the years you know because sometimes when you get a game uh when you get some of these games you don't want to just play them so much that you're sick of them and then finally you're just like okay i just i don't really want to play it because i've just overdone it so much yeah, and yeah. that was what a lot of people said about this game in the beginning. They're like, I don't know if I want to be playing this same run through of Pandemic for so many games. But, like, you know, now that it's been a couple of years since the game came out, you know, uh, we're, we're not like going at it day one. You know, like, so Kurt, like, you've been in it like longer. Like, Paige, you played faster than us. Would you guys, like, you know, in retrospect, would you say it's still worth it? Like, if you even if you had to solo this game, like, do you think solo would be halfway decent? Or would you say that, in the very least, you need at least one other person for, to make this a story or something? I feel like I would be more prone to making sure I win if I did it solo, so I wouldn't do that. <laughs> um, I, I feel like a co-op game, you kind of go, oh, well, instead, I'll, I'll take this back and do this instead with this character. <laughs> and you're kind of making those adjustments because you've got nobody to call you out on your <laughs> to stop you from right? being like in your, in your mind cheating i think is the term you're yeah. looking for <laughs> blatant yeah, cheating I mean, <laughs> in your mind though you're you're making these you've got four characters or two characters how many characters you're playing and you forget about an ability so it kind of changes your course of action so you're going oh wait no if that had been somebody else that we would have talked that through and i would have remembered and i would have done this instead so you're more prone to doing that, I think. And I, I don't think, well, I am anyway. I don't think I would um, do this as a solo, but uh, I would certainly pay the 80 bucks again and run through even season one again. Yeah, I think players. that, yeah, I think that playing this one player just kind of really, it really doesn't make any sense because this is a true co-op game that you need to have at least two or more players to play. Um, and I think that, yeah, having that conversation with people like, okay, do you want to go here and cure this? Do we want to do this? Do we want to stay out of there? Can you share cards with me here? You know, I, I think, you know, playing it one player, you could do that, but it just, I think it takes away some of the shine on it. But that being said, I think that, yeah, I would do this all over again just to see how we played it again you know, just to see where it all kind of went. It'd be kind of nice to play it, you know, with different players just to see how they would react and stuff like that. Like, I think that uh, coming up with this legacy theme is a great thing. And I think when you do it well, like they've done with these games, like, I mean, it's just, it's a ton of fun. It's just cool to see what's around every corner. And, you know, in the end, kind of talk about with other people, like we talk about like some of the things that happened and didn't happen and some of the things you might've missed and stuff like that. It's like, it's like watching watching a TV show or something like that, and you talk to somebody about it, and they're like, yeah, but what about this? And you're like, I didn't even think about that. That's awesome, you know? So it's kind of cool to have that conversation. You know, it's it's not just a, 
okay, I played this, we won by a little bit, that's it. You know, it, it really, like, it's it's less of a, it's, I'm trying to think, it's more of an experience than it is just a regular game, which I find amazing. Yeah, I mean, I gotta agree, it's like, because um, I know a lot of people like to solo play Pandemic this way, you know, like, uh, they can feel like, oh, since everyone's listening to me, we win because of me, or we lose because of me. With the the legacy, I don't know. I mean, I guess like maybe if you found it on like one of those like thirty five dollar deals, and you know you're a big fan of Pandemic solo only, it might be a good thing. But I I'm kind of in that same boat. Like I feel like this is something where the look on somebody else's face when you get that new objective or that new mission or something is to me a more rewarding experience than like some of the gameplay at times. You know, like when people are like what. What? He turned on us? Like, things like that. Yeah. You know, those big moments are so much better when you see the other people bugging out about it. So, I guess the biggest question for uh, for you guys right now is, do you think it deserves the number two on BGG? Are you one of the uh, 24 plus thousand that think it's worthy of its nine plus rating? I'm I'm a huge fan. I'm, I was happy to see it go up to number one for sure. I, uh, to me... This was a great groundbreaking way to bring a legacy aspect into a game. I mean, Risk did it. Uh, I think it was still sort of in his infancy with Risk, but I think um, they really hit their stride with uh, Pandemic, and it absolutely deserves to be here, to be at number two. Yeah, me, like, I am later to the game in Pandemic, and I still love playing the original, even though a lot of people are like, oh, it's so vanilla. I'm like, it's still pretty interesting, I think, and I really enjoy it. This takes it to a whole other level. You know, it really ups the ante. Like I said before, it makes it a great experience more than just a board game, you know, and even though it's taken me, it's taken us a very long time to get to where we've gotten. Um, it's still pretty exciting to know that there's more out there and, and you know, just to experience what's going to be coming up is going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. I mean, uh, you know, like I said, I only really played Pandemic on the uh, app and everything. I never bought the physical game, but playing through this, just seeing what they did and how it all came together, I was really happy to be one of the legions that finally got to play it and get into it. So with that... As you all might remember, like about a year or so ago, everyone was losing their mind over, oh my god, did you hear Legacy 2 is coming out? Season 2 is going to be coming out? It's going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts. I know neither of you guys have gotten to play it at all yet, right? No. I got a quick nope. question before we go into Season 2, though. What's that? Okay, so when you go back to playing the base Pandemic, having completed or having been so far through, do you find that you're playing it more aggressively? Do you find that you're going, well, you know what? There's no repercussions now. So if it doesn't, like, are, are you taking more chances and kind of doing things uh, with a different mindset a little bit? Because you've uh, had the experience. Knowing, legacy. yeah, knowing that I can actually cure four diseases again, I'm like, oh my God, this is even harder now. Like, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I do find that, you know, now, like any pandemic I play, I, I hate wasted action. Like, I want everything to be doing something because I feel like every second counts. Yeah. 
I am upset that uh, the engineer is not named Bill Ding, though, in the other game. (laughs) (laughs) I named him William Ding, and I actually wrote as a quote, please, my friends call me Bill. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I I feel the same in in that game, too, because it's funny that you say that, uh, Paige, because we actually played Pandemic with a couple that we hadn't played games before, and we were like, okay, what do we introduce them to? We bought a bunch of games, and one one of the games they wanted to play was Pandemic. And the whole time I was like, I don't, you know, I try not to be that guy was let, that was like, oh, we need to do this, we need to do that. But, you know, I definitely had a lot of things in my mind where I was like, okay, no, we don't want to do that right now because, you know, we really, you know, just let's get rid of some of this color because we don't need it right now. We've already, you know, done yeah. this or whatever, you know. So, you know, I was a little more aggressive than I think I've ever been because I'm usually, when it comes to pandemic, I think I feel like I'm really pensive when it comes to it. It's like, oh, what do we do now? Oh, wait a minute. Don't want to use that, you know, that kind of thing, you know. So, and, uh, yeah, this sort of playing legacy kind of gives you that push. Uh, along to you know shit or get off the pot sort of thing mm-hmm. yeah much. definitely <laughs> <laughs> all right so um for for a quick little insight into what season two is going to offer you uh the biggest thing that season two has done is when they said it's going to be a very different type of pandemic they weren't kidding this, this one I'll go like little light on the spoilers. We've only made it like about two months in. The first thing is the board is incredibly small. You only know about, I think it's uh, 12 different areas, give or take. And the whole thing is that the disease one that 79 years later, you know, the world is still in turmoil. There is an incurable disease that still spreads. And you're not running around curing diseases. When you open the game... There is gray cubes, there is green cubes, and that is all. And the reason is you are now supply runners. You are actually helping to keep these colonies safe and get them, like, food and medical supplies and all these things so this way they can keep, like, the contagion at bay. And the difference now is your infection deck, each city is in there multiple times, and they have different ratios. So you might see London come up three times in a row, and that gets bad. And instead of outbreak markers now, it's town population stickers. But one of the biggest differences is the way that they handle the perk system. It's now almost an experience point buy. At the end of each game, you will get a point allowance to buy upgrades with. So it's no longer pick two, pick two, pick two. Like, you might get four. Like, you might get four cheap ones or one awesome one. Um, the other thing that I think is perhaps the coolest thing. So you know how you get your little character portfolio and it notes like your name and it has spaces for the scars and stickers and all that. It's almost like character sheets now. You get like it. Uh, it's like basically about the size of like an index card, a little bigger. And what it has is you have multiple spaces for your perks, but it's your perks and scars. And there's like seven lines there. So scars can override perks, like you can lose abilities. And the other thing is you are actually creating your character. There's a whole bunch of different like faces and characters. You choose what you look like, your name, your starting area, and that's where you start the game at. You don't choose one of the bases anymore. You start in your home city because that's what you care about most. And you actually name those starting home cities, like these like basically like f- like cities on the ocean where like they're bastions of hope for like all the uh the shoreline 
and you choose like a character class basically but it's all created and the way that scars are handled this time around is very different so every time you would like normally get a hit like you would in the first game from the faded there's scratch off spots on the bottom of your character card and you scratch it off and if there's nothing there you're fine and if there's claw marks there you get a scar and if there's a skull there you're just dead you just fucking die (laughs) (laughs) and there and the skulls are in different spots on the different cards so you don't know when your time is up yeah and that makes it really interesting like i think they do a really big jump from the first and the fact that you're running supplies like so you're still on that four action system like pandemic but the way that you're handling everything is very different does it make it a sorry does it make it a like a pickup and deliver style of game then yeah and the other part that's interesting now is so one of the other mechanics is you can actually manufacture the things like you can produce the goods to bring to other cities and then like so it's an action to produce uh it's an action to like drop off but one of the other things is there's these like supply cards where it's like you can supply the city you're in to its maximum population so say the population is five and there's one cube you would just drop four supplies there or you can maximize the production of all of the floating cities and any cities that actually has like a production building in it but then you put a mark on the card and when the cards marks are fold up full uh, filled you destroy that card mm. so you're permanently removing a good card from the deck or you can leave it in there to help pad the deck but it's like limited use so it's interesting how they're mixing up their ideas from the other game like they're changing things around a bit you know yeah that sounds awesome yeah it's like it's really turning it it's on on its head to so the people that are thinking that they're going to get this, a similar experience are really going to be in for a surprise, which is cool. Yeah, like, the, even from the very beginning, like, the creating the characters for to us was amazing. Like, we thought that was so great. Um, if there was anyone that had any engineering skills, I would have named him William Ding the Third, But unfortunately, there was nothing at the beginning of the game with that. The other thing that I like a lot, too, is right out of the gate there's actually like discovery requirements on the board to find new areas and it's like you need to have a building here and get rid of four different like four blue cards and then like over here you need to get rid of five different yellow cards like you actually need to have like five unique location cards and use it at a production building here and what that does is it opens up more of the map like you were actually traveling your way inland to find what happened and to see the rest of the world so the beginning of the board like i said it's you're only using a small section of the map and there's like 13 spaces but you're laying out sticker grids to create the board which i thought was fantastic yeah i had a feeling that's what you were that's where you were going with it and i I like that idea of like okay we need to figure out a way to you know get get these get to places that we need to go but we don't really know where we're going but we'll figure it out eventually yeah and it's like um my favorite thing and like i said i mean we're barely in this we're only like you know we played two games so you actually note in the beginning play this game a few times get comfortable to this new gameplay 
don't put any stickers on don't mark anything off on your character just play find out how this game works so we played it twice and then we're like all right cool we got this and then we started up and like we played two more i definitely like the character creation i like that like that action i told you about producing supplies Mm -hmm. you don't feel like you have dead actions now like if you did everything you're like i got one action left like a normal pandemic you're like i don't know i guess i'll throw a quarantine here or something like sometimes you have nothing to do this game is like I'll make some supplies. I'll I'll load up. I'll get ready for next turn. Like you always feel like you're doing something, which is great. That's cool. And the other thing I like too is unlike normal pandemic, all the characters feel like half versions of a pandemic character. Like nobody there's nobody that's like, oh just move pawns to freely and bounce them to any city that another pawn's in. It's like you can move one other person one space. That's it. Like, you know, like okay, like you can give one person a card of any color as long as you're next to them. It's like, oh, like, all right, kind of close. Like, like things like that. I like that a lot, that it's, it feels tighter, but the board is tighter, so it works. So that's what we thought about it, but I thought I would pull um, some, pull some quotes from um, some people that we kind of asked about, uh, asked about on Facebook, what people thought about Pendagh, what people thought about Pandemic Legacy and if they thought it was worth it or not. And we got a couple of great responses. I got, We've got one from Zach W. Lorton. He says, No hyperbole, it was one of the greatest gaming experiences I've ever had. I played through Season 1 as part of a charity event at a game convention last year, all the way through Season 1 without any stops, attempting to finish the game in 24 hours or less. Got through it in 19.25 hours, 17 games. In the end, God. yeah, I know, right? In the end, we lost the final challenge, so we lost the game. But damn, it was an amazing experience that I don't think will be paralleled until I play it again with a regular group and not in one 24-hour shot. Yeah, that's a heck of a way to do Pandemic Legacy. Uh, yeah. Well, especially <laughs> at a convention, like, and you're doing a 24-hour thing. Like, I've done the 24-hour thing, and guess what? By like hour 12 your brain is like mush like you're like okay even if you get up stretch your legs go outside get a coke whatever you come back in you're still like you know it's it's just like it's crazy to think that you know you just sit down and just like let's just let's just bust this out you know yeah i mean it's crazy. crazy yeah so props to him um go ahead one comment that i love kurt is jason larue Season two is hard. <laughs> well, then you I agree. Yeah. Well, then you get then you get Chloe Jansen that says season two was a little easy but amazing. What? <laughs> People just and again, Jason Larue, uh, pointers please because it's kicking our butts. Yeah, no I'm kidding. I'm right there with you, Jason. No kidding. Uh, this one makes me think of Dan. Lisa Brooks says played season one four times all the way through now and probably will do it a fifth time again. One copy resetting it. That's amazing. I thought she would have bought like 15 like Dan. But did, uh, and then she says, did season two only once so far? My gaming group all agreed we much preferred season one to two and are looking forward to one again versus buying and playing a new copy of two. Though we will probably do it again sometime. So even though she really, even though she liked season one, they will still play season two even though it was, they don't think it is as good. I am seriously hoping that 
like she uses the same board over and over and it has so many stickers on it you can't even fold it in half anymore <laughs> it's like three inches thick yeah well the thing is you know what you could do too and i just kind of thought about it if you have a hot air gun you could peel off those stickers pretty easy and you reuse them hmm sure yeah or you set your board on fire <laughs> Um, what's that, that gonna do for you, bitch? <laughs> oh, this game, this game went aflame. We're gonna have to buy another yeah. one, guys. Oh shoot! <laughs> so yeah, so those are some a little a little bit of comments from all the people that uh, talked about it on Facebook. And thank you to everybody for commenting. If you guys have anything you'd like to talk about, too, make sure you hit up our Facebook page. Make sure you fit up. Uh, make sure you go to at MFGCast on Twitter. Let's talk about it because it's it's fun to talk about this. I'm kind of I I've had fun talking about all these games, but I liked getting to this point because you know this these games are just so much fun. I just I don't know I love them so much. It's cool to cool to see what you guys thought of them too. Man. Plus, I mean, it was it was really fun looking at like all the different like ways that pandemic was handled like throughout each of these different titles, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely a, a different experience each time, and and not not any of those spir- experiences let me down. Like even even the ones that we talked about that I hadn't played, I'm like, I really want to play them. So that's always still got to get you Iberia, brother. I know, I know. I've been looking at it pretty hardcore. It's still it's still hanging at the twenty seven dollar mark, so I might have to get it. <laughs> so join us next time when we have uh we're having a couple of twofers coming up here so uh you know this this week you're going to be listening to our pandemic season one season two spoilerific talk about uh spotlight or whatever and we also i also just talked to uh, mike quack from mountaintop games about his game called the primary if you guys haven't seen that his Kickstarter is going up on March 15th is when it comes out and like I've talked about on the on the actual interview if you haven't heard the voting process and stuff like that is not really my thing but it was cool to talk to him and for hit for his description of his game coming out I'm actually really excited about it I love the art I like the process I like the theme of it so it's it's something I'm really excited to um uh play when that comes out and then also next week we're going to be talking to uh, former, formerly mentored, bleh, formerly mentioned Jamie Stegmeyer about Charterstone, which is going to be awesome. And then we're going to have a, another awesome interview. Where we're going to talk to Carla Cop from Weird Draft Games about Weird Draft Games' latest Kickstarter for Fire in the Library by Tony Miller and John Prather, and uh, and art by the always wonderful Beth Sobel. So. It'd be awesome to talk to Carla about that because we always love talking to her and it's going to be, it's her third Kickstarter and it's not even a game she made. So it's pretty interesting to see that she's already, she's already ripping up these awesome games and making them. So you guys, you guys have a lot of fun stuff coming up here to listen to and thank you for listening. So until next time, I'm Kurt. I'm Paige. And there is no cure. (laughs) D.Y.S. This was the MFG cast. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.